From the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio, welcome to Celebrating Powerhouse Women. Celebrating Powerhouse Women is proudly presented by CAB Incorporated and Capital City Home Loans. And hello again, everybody, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Celebrating Powerhouse Women here on Business Radio X. I am your host, Amanda Pierch, and today I am joined in studio by Cynthia Kay, the CEO of Alive Studios Zoo. Yes. How are you today, I'm Cynthia? I'm good. It's great to be here. Welcome to the show. <laughs> now, our listeners cannot see your awesome shirt that you have on, but yes. I am sitting here as you're right in front of me, and it's very unique in a sense that your t-shirt is not only promotional, but it has a QR code on yes, it. Yes, it does. That's so exciting. With our Gertie Giraffe, uh -huh. and yeah, if you scan that, our two-minute uh, video comes alive, and it shows you how augmented reality, we have these augmented reality yeah. zoo animals that come alive to teach early reading and math. I'll have to scan it before you leave no. so I can see. <laughs> but that brings me into um, those who might not be familiar with a live studio zoo. Please share with our listeners a little bit about uh, what you guys do, your mission, and your passion. Yes, thank you. So, yeah, a live studios. Um, yeah, our passion is to get kids, especially the little ones, like three to six and seven years old, super engaged to learn. Right, make it an experience. And so, we've taken reading and math and twenty six zoo animals that are augmented reality 3d animals so they come to life and draw kids in to learn reading writing and math and uh it's kind of like going to disney right you go to go to school and and these characters come to life so that's that's what we do we develop it and we work with teachers all over the country and um, provide these resources well, that sounds exciting and a little bit confusing for someone like myself that's not as tech savvy as right. you. So maybe share with our listeners, kind of connect the dots between what augmented reality is. They might be unfamiliar with that, right. the 3D aspect, and how you kind of incorporate the lesson, the educational piece into that process. Yeah, no, great question. So I think a lot of us have heard of virtual ra reality and we've heard of augmented reality. So virtual reality is when you wear those glasses or headsets, you can't see, but you just see the, the unreal world actually in those glasses, right? Um, but with augmented reality, you don't use glasses. So you'll, in our case, we have a card mm -hmm. with the letter A on it, and when you put it underneath our document camera utilizing our software that's on a, on a computer, Amos Alligator pops up in 3D on the computer, even though there's nothing on the card. Wow. And it, it startles you in a good way. You're like, what? You know, uh, actually, that's how it even started. Over 11 years ago, I had another company um, called Logical Choice. And I, I said to the guys, hey, my young boys, we adopted them from an orphanage out of Latvia. I said, they are struggling to read and become engaged. They're so bored. And uh, I said, hey, we're a tech company. Does anybody have any ideas to get kids excited about reading? And it was like crickets. It, nobody had any ideas. But one day, months later, a guy, he's young, his name was Randy, he had long red hair. He goes, hey, let me show you something really cool. And uh, so I went back there, and that's, that's his setup. He had that document camera, a computer. He had a uh, square on a card. He slid it under there and the Eiffel Tower popped up in 3D. And when I saw it, I thought, gosh, I, I wonder if like a giraffe could pop up and start interacting with the kids to bring them in to teach them the letter G 
yeah. right, and the sounds. And uh, that's how it all started, you know, and I've been obsessed with it ever since, so. I'm trying to picture it, and I'm, I'm sorry I didn't scan your, your <laughs> QR card before <laughs> the show. So I'm thinking of things that you've seen in the movies, you mm-hmm. know, for the longest time, where someone's giving a presentation and, you know, I don't know, and this this image comes down and it's a virtual image of a, right. of a person giving the presentation. Yeah. Is it similar in a sense? Because you're saying it pops up. So I'm getting the three dimensional aspect. Yeah. But like if it were in front of me, obviously I could go like this and wave my hand and it would go through the image. Yeah, it would disappear. Yeah, it, disa- it would disappear. disappear. Yeah, exactly. How do you connect the... Um, educational portion obviously you have to feed the lesson per right. se like you're talking about the alphabet or right. basic arithmetic how do you feed the draft that information so that he can teach the children right so you know it's all uh, in the software and then these manipulatives these, these cards right and when and it's hooked up to a camera document camera and so if you're teaching the letter a or even building a sentence you can say the giraffe can eat and when you build that sentence correctly a tree pops up and the giraffe starts eating it in augmented reality wow right so the kids are learning it's almost like coding you have to build the sentence correctly and they're very motivated to do that because the animal is going to pop up and do something like the frog is going to jump or swim Mm -hmm. right so but it's all hey look i i have a fantastic team right Mm -hmm. so they figure out you know how to make all this happen including my husband who's involved in in all that as well but yeah there's a lot of magic behind the scenes that's happening you know i have to say i have a seven-year-old nephew and i'll put on a movie i'm from the the literal what are they called like a vcr we watched cinderella when i was young yes and i'd put on something that was from my time from my youth and like you said it did not capture his interest one iota because the advancement of technology or just imaging, you know, on his little iPad is so far beyond mm-hmm. the Disney from the 80s. Ugh, so yeah. I can absolutely understand that you identified that need in order to connect and engage with the children yeah. to help, you know, kind yeah. of propel their education. The other thing we do a little differently, because I, I don't want, you know, I have four kids and I have a couple of grandkids. I don't want the kids, what I call stare and peck. I don't want to lose them where they're isolated in front of a computer. So what we do is we develop it with a, a teacher or a parent in mind, so they're facilitating. They're part of the process. Like within the classroom, the teacher's like the chief zookeeper, right? And so she's working with the kids and they're interacting with the animals together. So it's very collaborative. I kind of call it collaborative social tech. Yeah. You know, because um, so, our kids, we need to help them with their social skills, and it we incorporate that in there. And you asked. Le- earlier about the lesson plans we we work with teachers and put together these really easy and simple lesson plans on how to use it with the tech nice. right so you have to make it easy it's all color-coded because I figure if I can figure it out then anybody can because yeah. it's got to be super simple the business um, mind in me is so curious as to how you connect with the educational organizations that might utilize your technology so obviously as a CEO, you mentioned that you have to scoot off to a presentation. Right. Um, kind of take us through that process of kind of educating the audience or the person who might be using it all the way to them adopting your right. curriculum and technology. Yes, yeah, so probably our biggest challenge is, is just awareness to let people know that we have this offering. But uh, you know we have a sales force, we have some uh, resellers, and we get in front of school districts, um, Head Start, pre-K programs, um, we do some work uh, 
you know, in Gwinnett County here, but really uh, school districts, Philadelphia, San Diego, all over the country, all sizes, and actually internationally. I had no idea. My see, somebody asked how many, uh, how much do you sell, you know, internationally? I'm like, I, I don't know. A few. Mm-hmm. He's like, we're in 26 countries. You know, <laughs> I had no idea. That's amazing. I should, but you yeah, know. Um, just I guess they're trying to learn English. Yes. Right. So. Um, well, and I'm sure you could do the reverse. You could program the draft to speak Spanish, and you could twofold teach a second language. You could. That's a whole nother development project. But yeah, maybe yeah in the near future. But maybe. right now, we're we're really focusing on on English because I don't know if you're aware, but 67 percent of our children in the United States are not proficient in reading when you test them in third grade, right? Mm-hmm. So it's and it's gotten worse since COVID. Yes. So uh, really our passion is to equip these school districts and these teachers to help get these kids caught up and have a lot of fun doing it right at the same time. So it is kind of, it is a business, but mm-hmm. it's uh, it's a mission too. I can tell, I wrote that down actually. And when did you guys start? We when started eight years ago. Wow, Yeah. so coming up on a decade here yeah. in a little bit. We started development 10 years ago, but mm-hmm. we launched the company just eight. Well, congratulations to you. you. It sounds like a very interesting organization. And if anybody wanted to look it up online, what's the website? Could so it's alivestudioszoo.com. Perfect. Now we are going to um, break really quickly so we can have a word from our partners. But when we come back, I'd like to kind of unpack a little bit of the personal side and get behind Cynthia K. If that's okay with you. Okay, it might be a little scary, but okay. And now a word <laughs> from our partners. Since 1982, CAB Incorporated has been a distinguished leader in manufacturing and global sourcing, serving a variety of industries, including infrastructure, hydraulics, automotive, and rail, with their precision, machined, iron, and steel products. As a woman-owned company, CAB Incorporated is proud to be a returning partner of the Celebrating Powerhouse Women Series. With strong roots in the past and firm footing in the future, Capital City Home Loans combines an old-fashioned sense of community with a progressive attitude. They are a trusted full-service lender, offering mortgage finance products and empowering their associates to help clients choose the best options. They are focused on being the best and strongest lender in the Southeast. Visit cchl.com locations to see all of their offices, including Gwinnett. All right, and welcome back. For those of you who are just joining us, we are on Celebrating Powerhouse Women. My guest today is Cynthia Kay, the CEO of uh, Live Studios Zoo. And before the break, we were talking all about the fun and the um, collaborative social technology side of what she does. But now we're going to just share a little bit of the personal side of the person behind the magic of the organization. So before the show, you shared with me that you were from New York. Right. From Long Island, New York. Long Island, New York. Well, share with us a little bit about your history and how you came to Georgia and up until this point. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, yeah, you could tell I I still have this accent. Um, It's watered down. Of course, my New York friends still think I sound Southern, but. But when you go to New York, does it flare back up like in full? A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Just to keep I've heard up. people yeah. say that before. Or if I'm really tired, it drops back to my native, you know, tongue. So anyway, yeah, I was born in Long Island, uh, New York. Um, Bertucci is my maiden name. So the Bertu- the Italians pretty much dominated, um, you know, our household. I'm the youngest of three. Uh, very supportive parents. I'm very, very thankful for that. Um, and I have to say my dad, um, I think being the youngest, he was a 
and he was an entrepreneur. He was a builder too, and I think he was a big influence on uh, encouraging me that I I can do it. I'll tell you a real quick story. When I was twelve, maybe eleven, uh, women were women. Girls were allowed to play in boys' sports like baseball. It was like seventy five, seventy six, mm-hmm. and before that, that that didn't happen, right? I think Billie Jean King made that change and the the rules changed. So I started playing baseball. And when I first started, um, my mom was, she's like, girls don't play baseball. You shouldn't do that. My father's like, yeah, girls can do anything boys can do. Just try it. And uh, so we moved to Florida and I actually joined the league there. um, And I did extremely well. Uh, I loved it. I got the batting trophy. Uh, you know, I just was having fun. I didn't even realize I was the best batter on the team. Look at you. And and then I made the all-star team. I'm in the, the only chick in the whole league. And I did that till I was like 14. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. The boys started getting bigger. And um, I ended up moving to playing softball. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think just trying, you know, might not be popular. But if you feel like you should can do it, I think you should try it. I like that. Yeah. Motto. Well, um, our producer, Mike, right there behind you is actually a baseball player as well. He plays on an adult men's league. Oh, so you guys see, we have a lot in common, I'm finding swing out. some bats around <laughs> out there. Okay, so from a baseball, budding baseball career that you almost had there. Right. You said you moved to Florida. That was about at age 14. Bring us to Georgia, maybe through college and how you met your mate. Yeah, so I graduated from FSU, um, elementary ed degree, fell in love with using technology in my intern class uh, at fourth graders and I'm gonna really date myself so we had an Apple IIe it was cutting edge at the time uh, this is, it's one of the early Apple computers like I was telling you earlier I think it's in the Smithsonian now it's really old it's a floppy five-inch disk but anyway the kids loved it and I ended up wrangling a second one and all everything I was teaching I was using it uh, using this computer and I saw the engagement the kids were just off the charts and I thought you know maybe when I graduate I should just get involved with technology and help teachers know how to use it to get kids engaged and that's what I I did I just um, started looking for a company so I moved to Atlanta 30 something years ago Mm -hmm. And a company hired me to sell Apple and IBM computers to schools. I think Fulton County uh, was my first district-wide sale. But I had the help from a guy named Ron who ended up becoming my husband. So he he, um, did all my support in engineering Mm -hmm. support. I think that's why I got all the sales is really because of him. But uh, I said, hey, we're together all the time. We should just get married. So we did. We got married 33 years ago, and we've been doing tech and, and life, in life absolutely in education ever since that's so. really unique to find somebody uh the lid for your pot that actually has this the same passion and mm. the same for the same industry and the same type of field and technology and you guys have been able to grow this business together very yeah. successfully yeah talk about some of the challenges working with your Spouse? significant other yeah. yeah and forming a business and both being so technically savvy yeah, uh, well, believe it or not, I'm not that technically savvy. He is. I, I think I'm an idea person. Um, you I'm, sound tech savvy. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just, uh, yeah, <laughs> stuff I just pick up. But mm-hmm. um, I, but um, I, I think I have more of a business bent, um, 
persistent. My husband's extremely, I call him a propeller head, you know, the, the propeller, just he's really bright. And I have a fantastic team. I, I collect talent, mm-hmm. and that's why I think we, we do okay. so well. And um, Collect talent. And How large is your team? We're not that big. Um, probably with s- some contractors, we're like 15 folks um, and, and growing. Nice. We're growing our national sales team right now. Um, and we do all of our development right here in Georgia. We, everything we we do is is local. Very nice. Um, but I forgot your question. Oh, it's okay. We were just taking <laughs> taking a trip down memory lane. So you met your husband, and you shared with me before the oh. show that you came to actually Gwinnett County in right. the '80s, and you've been here in Gwinnett ever since. That's right. So it's safe to say you're a transplant, but you're definitely a Gwinnettian now. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been here a long time. I bet you've seen a lot of change in Gwinnett over the years. Oh my gosh. What is it? I think 130 different languages or something like that are spoken in our county alone. So diverse. Yeah. So I, um, yeah, I'm I'm getting more and more involved in the community to help out with the languages, right? So uh-huh. I think we have something to help with. So I agree. We're, we're doing that. But I remember the question you were asking about how Ron and I um, work, work together and do life together. It, you know. Uh, there's days he says I quit to me because I'm I'm a little pushy, you know. But then he comes back 15 minutes later. Of course. Um, but uh, I think you have to be very patient and tolerant with each other, uh, give each other room. But you focus on our each other's strengths, right, and admire what our, um, each of our strengths are, right, and kind of focus on that. If we focus on the negative, we we be doing that all all day yeah. long. So it's it's worked for us. We. And honestly, we, there was a period of time that we didn't work together, and you and we it. missed it. Aww. So we should get back together because it's like the band broke up and we <laughs> got to get back. <laughs> Good for you guys. Well, congratulations on a successful marriage. Thank you. And congratulations on your family yes. and your grandchildren. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about the other um, animals in your life mm. that aren't virtual. Yes. Talk- Talk to us a little bit about your your chicken farming experience. Yes, right, right, right. So we so one of our virtual one of our augmented reality animals is Randy Rooster. So, oh, thank you. <laughs> I brought them with me. No, get back here. We're so close. Get back here, Ronald. No, so we have fifteen chickens and one rooster who we call Randy Rooster, who's a real real thing. And I I started getting into it. Um, seriously, because of my granddaughter who's three, I wanted to teach her entrepreneurship. Um, Right now, she's just a good feeder, just <laughs> loves to feed them and not get attacked by the rooster. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, but we're those chickens produce so many eggs, we're having to sell them. And so I'm just trying to teach her that. And it's kind of a family affair. My daughter's involved with it, and it's just fun and, and uh, gardening. So we're kind of doing this little hobby farming. Hobby it's our little That's zoo exciting. at home. I got to ask you a question just because I'm curious. Yeah. Obviously, you eat the eggs, but... Do you also eat your chickens? No, I, I can't eat my chickens. I was going to say, I wouldn't, you know, like, no, I'm not throwing any shade, obviously. No, no. I, but the, I do. The guys would. Animal, <laughs> no. When they're kind of like your pets, it's hard. No, I've had them since they were babies. Like, they're day old. So I, I can't do that. I'd have to be to, I'd have to be starving. Yeah. Other than that, no, I just like their eggs and they're, they're kind of my pets. I heard something very interesting uh, during the pandemic, actually. Um, I was watching a lot of interesting videos and if chickens aren't entertained or if they're not, um, I guess, whatever the word is, they don't have something to keep them busy, mm. that they kind of cannibalize each other. Is that true? I don't know. Mine, mine are love each other. Oh, but goodness. I do buy a lot of toys mm-hmm. on Amazon. I, you know, 
it's kind of so crazy funny. giving yeah. things to do. So yeah, I don't have that problem. <laughs> Earlier you were referencing your father and how he was kind of encouraging of your pursuit of all things. Mm-hmm. Aside from your dad, who would you say has been an instrumental part of your growth throughout your um, professional or personal life? Somebody that you might consider a mentor? Yeah, um, I actually... Um, our pastor at 12 Stone, uh, PK. Which campus do you go to? Uh, Central. Okay, I do I go a lot to Buford. Of, do you really? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay, small world. Yes. It's a it's a fairly big church, mm-hmm. but PK, I've known him for 30 years, and he uh, mentored a lot, my husband and I, um, I, almost like a life coach. Wow. I would say he, he helped us with doing life right with our kids. We, you know, we do a family night every Friday mm-hmm. night because of his um mentoring are you reading the children's like story bible with your kids right now like we are no my kids are grown now right plus you could oh yeah i'm sorry your grandchildren yeah you could augment those stories i could i know (laughs) every other project yeah but yeah so he he's a he's been a big a big part of of helping us there so good shout out to pk yeah yeah so talk a little bit about who you have in turn reached back and kind of helped along because we, the old adage, you know, you got to reach back. You can't always just keep going forward. Is there anybody that you have kind of taken under your wing throughout your lifetime that might consider you a mentor? That's a great question. You know, obviously my daughters, right? I, I'm a huge fan of, I have two girls, um, are in the business world in different ways. Um, and and there's just, just been different people that will talk to me on the phone mm-hmm. that I can help. But I, I hate to say it, but I've, I've, it's really just the girls that I'm thinking of. But but you know what? what? That you can think of. I guarantee you there are people out there or people that are listening that you know that are thinking to themselves. Man, I hope Cynthia so. has mentored me and she has no idea. Yeah. So a good reference. You and I shared a smile when we had a word from our sponsors, uh, Midbreak and Terry Jondal mm-hmm. and CAB Incorporated have been sponsors of this show since yeah. day one. So through this series, Terry has provided a great mentorship to me, Mm. but the hands-on is kind of minimal. So that'd be someone that I'd say kind of mentored me from afar. And I guarantee you that there are people out there that could say the same. Yeah, and Terry's great. Yeah, we we need a lot of that. So, well, thanks for encouraging me. I'll I'll have to be more focused on that. So I didn't know you have two girls and two boys. I do. Oh. Yeah, so I birthed the two girls. And we adopted two boys from an orphanage out of Latvia, which is near Russia, when they were like five and six. And they had a lot of trauma. Mm-hmm. And I thought being just a, an optimist and positive that when we brought them into our home, um, we could we could help them. And I think we did, but they it was rough. It was really, really hard. But because of those boys, they were my inspiration to start Alive Studios because mm-hmm. we worked on how to read Right. I, I was so persistent to try to figure out a, a solution to help them that through their lives, actually thousands and thousands of other children are being positively impacted because of them. That's amazing. Yeah. So were, was, were they speaking English when you adopted them? No, Latvian and a little bit of Russian. Wow. Yeah, so we had to help. They were ELL, you know, English language learners, so mm-hmm. we're trying to teach them how to speak English, which is a lot of, right, what mm-hmm. we're in our country there's a lot of ELL yeah. learners. Um, so just out of curiosity, because that's a that's something that's obviously you're called, your heart was called to yeah. adopt. And I'm sure it was kind of a lengthy process mm-hmm. and, and a bit interesting, some hoops that you had to go through. How did you know that you were being called to adopt and especially 
from a foreign country? Well, you know, um, boy, well, we had the two girls, and my mother, my my father died uh, a long time ago, and I was like 21. But then my mother recently died during that time, and I thought I felt like an orphan. It was so weird, you know. You, both your parents are Just gone, placed, and I thought, yeah. gosh, I wonder if we could help some some orphan children. And um, I, I connected with somebody who who had connections over in that area and so I actually went on a trip with them for two weeks and we visited orphanages and I bought like 400 um, old navy sweatshirts and every orphanage we went to I'd get to meet everybody Mm -hmm. the kids and give them sweatshirts and there was one little boy in particular that I called home and I said let's try to adopt this kid and but it was it was like a like you said a year process and Mm -hmm. then he had a brother so we ended up a year later getting him and that was going to be my question yeah yeah they related yeah fantastic so yeah well, I, I salute you for um, making the sacrifice oh, and also you. your heart being so big and full of love. I'm sure you have a beautiful <laughs> and wonderful family. So you mentioned your grandchildren. So who out of your children gave you the grandbabies? Yeah, so my second daughter, Kathleen, okay. um, she has uh, given us Eileen and Ronald. They're three and one, and they are a hoot. Oh, I bet they keep you busy. They do. And they I do. bet the, I chicken, love it. the chickens keep them busy. Yes, it's <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It very, I You know, being so busy you know in a career myself (laughs) thank you these chickens in the studio (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i forgot what i was gonna say now well because you're used to running a hen house yes all this how do you cynthia how do you remain balanced so that you can be the best woman that you can be to not only deliver excellence to your organization the community but also to your family no absolutely and i think let me tell you the older i've gotten the more i realize how important it is that you value your family and that time. So um, I, I try to put in we call them irreducible minimums. That you know I work, you know from like you know, eight in the morning and I try to you know I quit at five. It's very rarely that I'm not done at five. And then we mm-hmm. eat um, together as a family. Nice, right? Um, and then I told you Friday night we we all get together even if they don't live in our house mm-hmm. and we take all the kids and grandkids out for dinner, right? Nice. Um, and just just carving out that quality time. You can do it. You could still put really focused, because I'm very driven. Mm-hmm. You could still put that focused time and have a great team, mm-hmm. right, that you trust. They do fantastic stuff. I couldn't do it without, without them, right? Um, and just have that balance. You can do it. You can have both a great family and... And a and, successful business. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you wear a lot of hats. You do wear a lot of hats, but yeah. It, it's not, and it's not always easy. Right. Okay. Don't. There's there's days and weeks you go. Oh my God. You know? Oh yeah. Pull but, your hair out. But anything worth having is worth working for. That's right. My dad used to say that. Did you really? hear me say that? No. Anything worthwhile is hard work. There you go. It's a mantra I live it by. Sounds, I like it. Well, I don't know if I just stole your thunder because I was going to ask you for those words of wisdom. Were those going to be your words? Well, it's part <laughs> of it. Yeah. Anything worthwhile is hard work, but also uh, I think perseverance. Mm-hmm. I think that's my year. My word this year, probably in the last two years is just persevering if you believe in something right whatever that is keep fighting for it uh don't you know when you get discouraged um if you need to get around people to encourage you but uh don't give up keep persevering it's worth it you don't want to have any regrets look back and go oh, i could have tried a little harder mm-hmm. right and um Never it's friends. worth it's worth the fight 
Well, thank you for those words of wisdom. I told you before the show that the time would fly by and we are right here at our marker. Oh my gosh. So I want to thank you again for joining us in the studio and thank you for bringing these chickens that just keep running around. (laughs) Um, We'll just give you another chance to talk about where our listeners can find out more about your organization should they like to participate or utilize your services. Yeah, yeah. And even for parents. So if you go to a livestudiozoo.com, uh, there's classroom solutions and there's parent solutions uh, f- ranging in all different prices to mm-hmm. help um, all, all kinds of kids. Like I said, three years old to six year olds is our sweet spot. So yeah, we'd love to be a part of um, your world and, and if it, any way we can help, we're here. Very cool. Well, I'm going to have to check out um, the visual aid aspect because my mind is just trying to put together what it could look like and I want to see the draft. Right, right. We have a lot of videos on there to help us that are visual. Again, you guys, my guest today was Cynthia Kay. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank you. For those of you who uh, find value in this series, please hit the subscribe button. You can always find these uh, episodes on businessradiox.com, select the Gwinnett Studio, and Celebrating Powerhouse Women. You can also listen to us on any podcasting application. Where do you listen to your podcast, Cynthia? I listen on iTunes just because it's already on my phone. Yeah, that's probably most iTunes, popular. Spotify, any of those. And you guys stay connected with us on social media at Gwinnett Business Radio X. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Amanda Pierch. And again, thank you to my guest, Cynthia, and for our producer, Mike, who is just the rooster of the nest. This has been Celebrating Powerhouse Women on Business Radio X.